Hello and welcome to Dr. Ken's Sermons and Studies. I'm Ken Broman, folks, and I'm glad you're here. Hope you find today's episode meaningful, spiritually challenging, and nourishing to feed your hunger. Suzette and I like to watch a television show on Tuesday nights. It's a show about a married couple in their mid-60s, maybe, with four grown children and their children and their attempts to be family in today's world. Recently, one of the sons and his wife encountered a situation that fits perfectly with this teaching we just heard from Jesus. So I want to describe the situation, but I'm going to put it in in second-person tense so that you can put yourself in that situation and ponder how you would handle it. Your teenage daughter, while volunteering at a um, community ministry, meets the young manager of that ministry. And there is a definite immediate chemistry between the two of them. So she asks you if she can date him. He seems like a good enough guy. But here's the thing. He is 20 and she is 16. He lives alone in an apartment. And did I mention she's 16? (laughs) And one other little tidbit. He is a drug addict who has been clean and sober all of six months. Now, this part isn't in the TV show, but imagine that your daughter makes this request of you at Sunday dinner, right after you have been in church and you heard Jesus say, do not judge lest you be judged. Why do you seek to take the speck out of someone else's eye When you've got a log in your own, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye. Then you can see to take the speck out of someone else's eye. But you also heard Jesus say, do not give what is holy to dogs and do not throw your pearls before swine. Now, how do you sort out? your need to be a responsible parent with Jesus' warning that we will be judged according to the way we judge others. And the measure we use to evaluate and classify the people around us is the same measure that will be used to evaluate and classify us. How do you locate that fine line between making sure you're not just judging this guy based on stereotypes and making sure that you are not tossing one of your most precious pearls to swine. When Jesus says, do not judge, does he mean that we're not to make any value judgments about the behavior or character of the people with whom we associate, or even more importantly, the people with whom our children associate? 
Is Jesus only talking about judging people in regards to their ultimate salvation so that we're free to make any other value judgments we want to make about people short of their salvation? When Jesus gives us this command, how are we to balance the two sides? Fred Craddock tells the story of walking through an old cemetery in the lowlands, the low country of South Carolina. And as he was walking through the cemetery, he noticed this one family plot. In the center of the plot was the big stone with the family name on it. And on either side of that stone were very neatly laid out gravestones, grave plots for all the family members parallel to each other until he got down to the far end of the family plot. And there was one grave that was turned at a 90 degree angle to all the rest. He was standing there pondering this and wondering why they did this. What a waste of space. It took three burial plots to bury this one person. When he noticed there was a man nearby walking, and so he called out to him and he said, are you from around here? The man said, yeah, you're looking at that grave, aren't you? He said, yes. The man said, I knew that fellow, knew him well. We were in the same church. Well, Craddock asked, why this burial at an angle? Well, the family wanted it, and the church agreed. But why? Because that's the kind of guy he was. He was crossways with everybody and everything. We never knew him to be pleased about anything at home or at church. He was always saying, well, why is the guy doing that? Or who picked him to do that? Or why is she doing it that way? He said that kind of stuff all the time. And the family decided they wouldn't try to change him just because he was dead. So they buried him crosswise. The family said that if God wanted to straighten him out, he could. (laughs) But he left here just like he lived. That man was obviously guilty of being too judgmental, critical of everything and everyone, finding fault everywhere. But what about the rest of the family members buried there, all lined up very neatly in parallel plots? Isn't there something to be said for not going along with the crowd sometimes? Don't we need to have the courage to say something if there's something wrong and that people don't deserve our pearls if they are doing the wrong thing or of the wrong character? See, I I see a thread weaving its way through these verses. It may not be apparent at first, but it ties all of these verses together. And the thread is Jesus teaching on how we are to relate to the people around us. Maybe it's helpful to think that the thread can be traced by the peas in this passage. Planks, pigs, persistence in prayer, 
And then the knot at the end of the thread is the golden rule. The the first thing Jesus warns us against is being too judgmental, like the man who was buried crosswise because he was always judging, always criticizing everything and everybody. Jesus spends most of his time on this characteristic, and I think it may be because that's the one we're most often guilty of. He draws this humorous picture of someone with this plank hanging out of their eye, trying to to pick the speck of sawdust out of someone else's eye. It's a humorous picture, but it's a dead serious message. We are often guilty of judgmentalism. We evaluate and classify people on all sorts of insufficient data. They belong to the wrong political party. They wear clothes that we wouldn't wear. They dye their hair pink. Their skin color doesn't match ours. Their nationality is wrong. Their religion isn't right. Maybe it's their profession. Maybe they're a lawyer. Or maybe they work for the IRS. Or maybe they're a lawyer working for the IRS. (laughs) You can tell I've been working on my taxes lately. In the TV show I just mentioned, the parents decided not to let their 16-year-old daughter date the 20-year-old recovering drug addict with his own apartment because he was a 20-year-old drug addict with his own apartment. But there was one other fact that I didn't tell you. He was also African-American. And continuing through their deliberations and the results of it was this nagging question about how much the color of his skin also affected their decision. Jesus says that the yardstick we use to see whether the people around us measure up is also the yardstick that will be used to see whether we measure up. At the same time, it isn't that Jesus is telling us just to say anything goes. One of the most frequently heard comments these days, especially from people who are uh, guilty of doing wrong or doing things that are damaging themselves or others, is the phrase, don't judge me, as though we don't have a right to say that something is wrong or that someone is hurting themselves or hurting other people. That isn't what Jesus is talking about. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, Don't kid yourself. Bad company corrupts good morals. We do need to discern and have wisdom about the effect of the people with whom we and our family associate with. They, they affect our behavior. That's the pig side of things. And remember, Jesus isn't calling anyone a pig. He's using an analogy, a little parable here. But it is important for us to remember that there are people in this world for whom we don't offer our most precious, prized 
possessions because they will trample on them. They cannot see the value of them. They will hurt us. But that's difficult. Jesus is giving us uh, a balancing act here. It's like he's putting us on a, on a tight wire, a high wire, and he's telling us to walk across it, but be very careful because if you go too far one way, you're going to be judgmental and you're going to have that plank in your eye. But if you go too far the other way, you're going to lose your balance and offer your pearls to pigs. And so you've got to keep a balance between judgmentalism and wisdom in relationship to others. But thankfully, Jesus does not put us on that tightrope without a balancing bar. That balancing bar is persistent prayer. Jesus assures us that if we continually ask God for help in balancing judgmentalism with wise judgment, if we are persistent in asking for God's help, God will give us that wisdom in the same way that we would not give a stone to our children when they ask for bread or a snake when they ask for fish. God, who is even more loving than we, will give us what we need, discernment to keep that difficult balance. And then finally comes the knot at the end of the thread that ties everything together. Jesus says, if you want a good rule of thumb, For the way to treat the people around you, think of it this way. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. Pretty golden rule, isn't it? If you want to be forgiven for your wrongs, You've got to forgive others. If you want others to be patient with you when you're having a rough day, be patient with them. If you want others to listen to you and understand you, listen to them. Understand them. If you want to have others to lean on in your dark days, let others lean on you in their dark days. If you want people to pray for you, pray for them. If you want friends, be a friend. If you want to be loved, love those around you. For the measure you give will be the measure you get. Amen. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Dr. Ken's Sermons and Studies. My prayer is that this message has touched you, challenged you, and nourished you in your spiritual journey. If so, please share Dr. Ken's Sermons and Studies with your friends, and I pray God's blessings on you today.